welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. It is Thursday, October 17th. My name is Morgan Colby. Got lick, uh, lick. lick. <laughs> Rick Lemon. I just like... It's lick in what do the they streets. Call that? What do they call that when you mix up two letters in two oh, separate don't words? Ask me, bro. Yeah, I don't even know. Uh, Rick Lemon, right across from me. As always, we are preparing for week seven, the beginning of yes. week seven. I sat down at my desk today and I thought, you know what? It's almost week eight. And week eight is halfway through the NFL season, just about. It's 17 weeks. So you could say weeks eight and nine are halfway through. Um, and that's scary. That is. This is very scary. Um, today, on today's episode of the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast, we break down week seven, discuss our starts and sits of the week. Um, before we jump into the news, check out our website at thefantasychampions.com. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at, at the FF Champs on Twitter, at the Fantasy Champions on Instagram. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash the Fantasy Champions. Subscribe wherever you listen. Um, be sure to click the bell on YouTube for notifications when we uh, release new YouTube videos. Leave a review on whatever platform you're listening on and share this podcast with your friends. Let's get into the news. <clears throat> Amari Cooper had a quad injury. I believe we discussed that on Tuesday's show. Um, his availability for Week 7 is in serious question, and he did not practice Wednesday. So um, mm. it is concerning. You have to watch Amari Cooper for the rest of the week. If he does have a limited practice on friday he should be okay to go but as far as right now we're not sure if he's going to go or not um just keep your eye on the practice reports if he doesn't go um fire up those michael gallup shares <laughs> although this week randall cobb might play too amari well, cooper so. left in like the first quarter yeah and michael gallup still only had like six points yeah that's true <laughs> yeah <clears throat> but they uh they're getting that offensive line is a shell I started realizing that Dak has been getting punished. Which was... He I was mean, hit like 12 times against the Jets. They're supposed to be the best offensive line in football, or at least up supposed there. Supposed to be. I, I think there was an injury, but I'm not sure. Uh, Cam Newton has been cleared to return to practice. Uh, the coach did say he has not returned to practice. Ron Rivera said he has not returned to practice, and he doesn't plan to bring him back into practice yet. So watch that situation if you uh, have any feeling that Cam Newton will be the starter. Uh, Patriots wide receiver Nikhil Harry returned to practice on Tuesday. He has been activated, so he can play in two weeks. Um, this is an interesting little speculative situation. And you said, I don't know why I didn't think of that. But what I did uh, for the waiver priority was I picked up Nikhil Harry, and then I slid him into my reserve spot in case you do have a reserve spot. Yeah. So that's the like. Don't go out and pick up Nikhil Harry if he's available. But if you have a reserve spot and he is available and you're not using that spot, I would pick up Nikhil Harry and slide him in there. Oh yeah, definitely. It's not. Might it's not. Well. It's like if you're not. <laughs> if you're not I actually using think it. Nikhil Harry will be decent when he comes back. I mean, we'll have to. The reports coming out of camp before the season started were that he was behind Maurice Harris, who's like the fifth string wide receiver. Ew. So. And it, that he was having a hard time learning. But I feel like a talent of that caliber. Well, and you said he had a hard time learning the offense. Yeah. So does him sitting out eight weeks or nine it weeks? It might help. help. That? I mean, the last reports we've heard of him in the offense are literally, what, eight weeks ago? Yeah. So I, I mean, it's not like, you know, things can't change over two months. But 
I guess we'll have to see with Nikhil here, but he's worth a speculative ad. If you're in a deeper league, he might even be worth a speculative ad if, if he's available. But if you're in a normal redraft league with six bench spots, do not pick up Nikhil Harry unless you have a reserve spot. Yeah. Um, Josh Gordon was sidelined at Tuesday's practice. Uh, so he is currently recovering from a knee injury. He, I, I'm thinking that he's going to play this week. Uh, you have to watch Friday and Saturday, see if he practices and he's ready to go for Monday night. Chris Thompson was diagnosed with turf toe, Ooh. so that might be two to three weeks, which is uh, Adrian Peterson even more. He's so gross. I picked him up for five minutes and then was like, why am I doing this? And then I dropped him. <laughs> it's not even... I mean, not, I mean, he's worth it if you need him, but like he just has no upside and it feels so gross. I'd, I'd rather pick up a young running back with less opportunity who has some form of upside than Adrian Peterson at this point. Yeah, but he's got all of the opportunity right now for the next like, two weeks. It's like Frank Gore. It's literally Frank Gore. Yeah, well, (laughs) he's a little bit better than Frank Gore. But uh, Sammy Watkins uh, was ruled out of Thursday night's Week 7 game against the Broncos. He did practice in a limited limited capacity on Wednesday. Um, So he's not going to play this week, but I would say that he plays Week 8. Um, so keep an eye on that situation. Redskins coach Bill Callahan said Darius guys could return to practice next week. If he does return to practice next week, that means they activated him, which means that he can't play for two more weeks. So he would miss this week's game, next week's game, and the following week after so that. Essentially, so essentially, Adrian Peterson's going to be alone for two yes. weeks, two or three um, weeks. And from what I saw from Darius guys early in the season, the first two to three weeks, it wasn't good. So. I think he only played week one, actually. He played week one, and he was bad. And yeah. I don't, I'm not sure what the matchup was, but... Um, yeah, I'm not really excited about his return. Uh, if anybody has, I know that one team in our league kept him, put him in the reserve spot and kind of didn't do anything with him. So that's, yeah. Alvin Kamara has a high ankle type issue that will limit him in practice. Now, Uh, normally you would say a high ankle sprain. They literally danced around high ankle sprain. And we're like, a high ankle type issue. If it's a high ankle sprain, he's He's going to be out. Yeah, he's going to be out two to three weeks. At At least, probably more. Uh, To add to that, the Saints signed Zach Zenner for some running back depth. So uh, if you have Latavius Murray on the waiver wire, and you need a guy this week, I would pick up Latavius Murray. Yeah. And I would, I would prepare too. I would prepare for him to start this week. Um if Alvin Kamara does miss one game, that's that's gonna be a, a big time game, a big for, Latavius time game for Latavius Murray. Yeah. Uh Coach Brian Flores announced that Ryan Fitzpatrick will start week seven, so Josh Rosen goes back to the bench. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> GG to your career. You got benched by the Dolphins. He didn't uh, exactly have a lot of help. Yeah, that's true. I, I literally they wasted five years. I'm more Adam Gase, but they wasted five years on Ryan. I mean, uh, on Ryan Tannehill, yeah, and yeah. Uh, and they won't even give Josh Rosen three games after. Wait, what did they? What did they trade him for? Third, second round pick. Second, I think it was third. a second. Yeah, I would give him more. Like your season's lost. Let they'll Josh probably, Rosen. They'll play. probably go back to him. They'll give like Fitzpatrick a few games. Do you lose think, another three or four games? Do you in a think row this and, is so? When when this happened last year, when Fitzpatrick was with um, Tampa. And the reason why this was happening is because Dirk Cutter kind of didn't want to lose his job. Yeah. Do you feel like Brian Flores, this is very, this is not hot takey, but this is very speculative. Do you think Brian Flores might be on the hot seat for how bad the Dolphins are he, this year? He definitely is, but it's really not all his fault. Like, 
I don't. He traded an all. Was that him that traded it, or was it the GM? That's true. I the GM has put him in the. I don't know who the Dolphins GM is to be honest. I mean, they got a lot of draft picks. And they're yeah, they're clearly taking zero and though. six. Yeah. Like the coach is going to get fired. But, but like, why would you? Why would you? Trade, he's got the worst. Why would you trade a second round pick for Josh Rosen to then tank for Tua? That I didn't. That I makes no sense. I really don't know. Unless they don't plan on taking, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, Devin Singletary is practicing in full this week. Um, so uh, he practiced in full on Wednesday. So he Finally. should be good to go against the Dolphins, and he should be in your starting lineups. <laughs> Against we'll the talk Dolphins, about that yeah. later. Against the Dolphins, but Evan Ingram uh, and <clears throat> Evan Ingram and Saquon Barkley are practicing in full this week. So uh, I would say they're both good to go against the uh, Cardinals. And then Cliff Kingsbury said Kirk uh, Christian Kirk remains in rehab. So um, that's not, not good, good for Christian Kirk. Uh, let's move into our weekly matchups, and we'll start with that first game that I was just discussing. We'll jump right into it. Uh, the Dolphins at the Bills. And uh, the over-under for this game is 39, which is higher than I thought. <laughs> that is This higher, is going to be so actually. gross. I this think gonna it's going to be, gonna be so like a 20 gross. to 10. Yeah. Um, so, Josh Allen, and uh, now you have Ryan Fitzpatrick back. Um, obviously, you're not starting Ryan Fitzpatrick. But Josh Allen against Miami. This is going to be the start of Josh Allen's. I've talked about the Bills' schedule this week being very good all the way until the end of the season. And so yep. I feel like I feel like Josh Allen's going to have a really good stretch of games, and it starts with Miami. I don't disagree at all, but I'll talk about that more later. Oh, sweet. Um, now, for Ryan Fitzpatrick, I just wanted to touch on this. He's, not, he's obviously not a start at all against the Bills. No. And none of, I don't think anybody on the Miami Dolphins are, are worth a start. <laughs> so we'll just say Kenyon Drake, don't start him. Preston Williams, don't start him. Mike Isicki, don't start him. Devontae Parker, don't start him. I mean, Mark you Wall, Kalen Balazs, you don't even have to talk about it. Don't start Dolphins. This is what we'll talk about on the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> Do you think Ryan Fitzpatrick adds any value to no. the receiver core or the running backs? No. None at all? No. Because he's out, he's he can do more passing know, football no. than Josh Rosen. No. Not even like nope. So this is interesting. Devontae. Parker, I mean, if he does, if they do it this week, then yeah. But Devo- I have to see. Devontae it to Parker it. has I, been targeted about seven to ten times a game, and he's had about fifty yards receiving in every single game this woo! year. Yay! With a better quarterback, or not a better quarterback, but a quarterback who can move the ball on the field a little more efficiently than Josh Rosen. Do you I think mean, Devontae Parker is like I don't can like? He, can Fitzpatrick do that? Yeah, I I don't like he did it. He did it with Tampa. I think he can do it here. Like I, I don't that think didn't that wasn't the case the first few weeks. <laughs> yeah, they also had they also had Baltimore and uh, I don't even remember who else. But I think it was New England actually. Yeah, so it's not like it was a good stretch of games for him to play in. But no, I, anyway, but I'm I'm still not starting. Um, so if. As far as the running backs for uh, for uh, Buffalo, Frank Gore, Devin Singletary, are you? I know I I personally would probably start no matter how they split the work. I would probably start Devin Singletary just because of his efficiency. Um, but is Frank Gore without the workload that he's been getting worth a start? This week he might be because it's against the Dolphins. Miami, yeah, that's what um, I that's what I was thinking. They're like the number twenty third. But like going forward, long term, he won't be. No, 
I, I, I mean, I'm curious to see how they utilize Devin Singletary after his hamstring injury. Um, but I would, I, I'm, would you start both? Yeah, I mean, okay. obviously, right. I would. Start you're gonna both. have, you're not gonna have both on your right. team. So yeah, I would. Um, he has ten rushing attempts for 127 <laughs> yards. That's insane. Uh, and then John Brown and Cole Beasley are also, to me, I think they're both startable guys as well. They're not going to be... I would also say the same for Dawson Knox. Don't expect this team to score like 35 against Miami. No. Like It's not going to be a huge game, but I think one of these one of these weapons is probably... Somebody's going to have a big yeah, game. Yeah, somebody's going to have a good maybe game. Maybe even two. Right? I, would say, I would say Dawson Knox, maybe not. But as far as Beasley and Brown... They're definitely yeah. guys. Who Brown might get a touchdown, and Cole yep. Beasley might get uh, like a nine, ten catch game. So, yep. Um, let's move on to the Jaguars and the Bengals. What is the over under? Oh, man, for these this games, game? these one o'clock games are so good. I know. I'm so excited to watch them. As long as you have something in there. Uh, so we have Gardner Minshew against Cincinnati, and Andy Dalton against Jacksonville. Um, Andy Dalton is not a good stream this week. I would stay away from Andy Dalton. What about Gardner Minshew? Is he a is he a start against Cincinnati this week? You know, he burned, absolutely burned me last week. I didn't even start him in any of my leagues, but <laughs> I thought he would be a good start, and he wasn't. Yeah. It seems like he would be a good start this week too, but I don't know if I can. I don't know if I can trust him, bro. After the week he just had. Yeah, he's not. I mean, he hasn't been bad. They just couldn't move the ball. He had well. four straight very good weeks. Where he, for a streaming option, at least, where he got like 17 to 20 now, who points. did they play last week? The Saints. So, New Orleans has been had an up-and-down pat. Like, uh, yeah. You know what I'm saying. But they do have a good defense, though. Yeah, so, against Cincinnati, it's hard to say no to starting Jackson, uh, to starting Gardner Minshew. Yeah. Cincinnati's... But- at the same strength, time, though, I know they're zero and six, but the one thing they've been okay at their one defeat defensive strength is defense. They're, they haven't yeah. been good at defense, but they've been like okay. average. Yeah, they've yeah, been yeah. middle of the pack. So there, it's just their offense absolutely blows. If you're but. desperate, start Minshew. Otherwise, yeah. there's other options. Exactly. Um, Leonard Fournette and Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon has been extremely disappointing this year. We talk about it every week. But at this point, for me, it's like it's either he's not boom really or bust. A, yeah, he, I don't really start him week to week. We're getting really questions about dropping Joe Mixon. That's a I wouldn't bit extra. drop him, he, but he's probably not my starting. There's some buy candidates out there. Start selling. Um, <sighs> Joe Mixon is a. I think he's a sell at this point, just because his. Oh well, yeah. that, that's obvious. Um, I I just don't like. He's had like he had three games where he had like four yards of carry and it was looking good. Yeah, and then yeah. Last week it was just, just trending up, trending up. And then, yep. I, I don't put it on him. I put it on his offensive line, but Oh this, yeah. The offensive line is, I've come to the conclusion that the Bengals have the worst offensive line in football. So and Dalton gets hit every time he drops back on the flip side of that. Leonard Fournette may be the number one running back in fantasy <laughs> this week, purely because he's facing the worst. The Bengals give up the most fantasy points to running backs. Yeah. The most. Do, yeah. Um, and you Fournette, know why? Because teams are usually winning by like ten points yeah. in the second half. Uh, Fournette has had, with Minshew playing as well as he has played, mm-hmm. uh, over the, even with the bad game last week, as well as he has played, it's pulling it's pulling the uh, the defense back a little bit. It's making them not put that uh, the stacked box in there where Leonard Fournette has a tough time running, which is what he was experiencing the first three weeks of the season. Yeah. So now that they're paying attention to Minshew. Th- now Fournette has opened up a little bit on that line of scrimmage, and it, it has allowed him to become a more efficient running back. 
with him getting 20 to 25 carries, I mean, not 20 to 25 carries, 20 to 25 touches. I mean, I'll probably, he might get 20 to 25 carries. Yeah. But with that many touches, I feel like Leonard Fournette is a, is going to be a great play this week. I, he's, I mean, this is, a, this is the best matchup you could possibly get. No, it is. Like if there's any week you could get 30 points, probably this one. <laughs> Pretty much is, really. Yeah. Uh, he's He's got to be a must-start, obviously. Um, would you start Chark? Yes. Would oh, you start, I'll, I'll talk about that, actually. Would, more, you, start, would you start Westbrook? Uh, probably not. Okay. Um, we're going to disagree on something this week. Oh, okay. We'll talk about that later, though. Uh, Joe Mixon. I already talked about Joe Mixon. Tyler Boyd, Auden Tate. Auden Tate has been really good the last two, three weeks, but against Jacksonville, he's a sit. And then would you start Tyler Boyd? Honestly, I don't know. Boyd's so hit or miss this year. Yeah. It's, again, not just like Joe Mixon, it's really not his fault. Dude. Right. That offense just absolutely blows. <laughs> against Jacksonville, maybe. Right. I think if you have a better option, though, go with the better option. Okay. But. Um, let's move on to Vikings at Lions. 44 points over under for this game. Um, it should be interesting to see how it this game breaks. It should be a good game. It's, it, yeah. <laughs> a, uh, the one good game at 1 o'clock. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to find the game here. But let's start off with the quarterbacks, Kirk Cousins and Matthew Stafford. Now, uh, Stafford against the Minnesota Vikings defense doesn't That's look like not a great it's matchup. not a great matchup. It's not a great start. I w- he's it's a mediocre so far this year. The past defenses for Minnesota has been relatively mediocre, but we know the talent in their secondary and yeah. on their defensive line. So I would say that he's not a go. He now, has been very underrated though so far this year, Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford, oh yeah, definitely. I think <clears throat> he's had a lot of easy matchups too, but. Um, as far as Kirk Cousins, he's going up against Detroit. Detroit has all, also had a mediocre secondary, um, a mediocre defense in general this year. So as far as Kirk Cousins is concerned, I feel like you're okay playing him this week, but there's there are probably there's better weeks. There's way better options. Um, there's way better options out there. He has had 300 passing yards in two consecutive weeks last the, the in two weeks of relevant fantasy production. Yeah. Um, two weeks ago, he had If you missed it three straight weeks, then all of a sudden you got to be talking about Kirk Cousins again. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I agree with that. Um, but Kirk Cousins against Detroit, probably not the best. Let's talk about running backs. Carry on my wayward son against Minnesota Vikings defense. Um, carry on had a, a poop for game last week. Yeah, he, uh, he still got average. A, yeah, but he still got a touchdown. That's all that matters. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, is he, as a carry-on owner, obviously you're starting him. Probably, uh, are you nervous about starting him against Minnesota? Not really. A little bit, but not really. Why? Because it, it really hasn't mattered who he's played this year. He's gotten like around fifteen to like in between ten to fifteen points. Like. It's it just yeah. what he is. He's gonna because he's gonna get fifteen to twenty. He's he's probably gonna get twenty carries, and yeah. then he's gonna be slightly involved in the passing game at least. So he's gonna get points. Yeah. Um, and then Dalvin Cook is a must start against uh, Detroit. Um, Thielen and Diggs, they're both uh, Diggs. Literally, so if Diggs did not catch a touchdown last week, Adam Thielen would be five touchdowns ahead of him because he caught three. He is now four touchdowns to five touchdowns on Thielen. Thielen is the more consistent guy, obviously. Yeah, he is. 
they're going to go to him, even though they both have the same amount. Like, basically, Thielen has 26 receptions. Diggs has 23. That happened all, like, pretty much. I know. It's, like, freaking one game. Um, The last... So, the last three weeks for Stefan Diggs have been... Like, he had five points in between, but he had, like, a 10 to 12-point game, and then he had that 40-point game. Three weeks ago is when the teams decided that, oh, maybe running the football isn't going to win us football games. So they've been passing a lot more the last three weeks. So you're starting to see Diggs and Thielen get back to what they were last year. Um, Against Minnesota, I mean, against uh, Detroit, are you nervous about starting either one of these guys? Uh, A little bit. I'm still starting Thielen, no matter what. Yep. Uh, A lot of people are going to start Diggs, especially after the week he had. Yeah. I'm still... Still nervous. See, here's, I'd probably still here's, start him. Here's the reality but. that I've reached on Diggs is that he's going to be a like a lot of people are Boom like bust. Yeah, like you're gonna put him in your lineup and you you can expect him to get like three points or five points. But you could also there, you get, could also get a big and so if you have the situation where your your team is like really good and you know you don't have to worry about you have like two of the best running backs in the league, two of the best wide receivers in the league. You have Stefan Diggs. You can slide him in your flex and be comfortable with that because yeah. if he has a bust week, you're probably covered. Um, but if you need him as like a as like a main starter, starter yeah, you're kind of fricked. Um, I just want to see if Diggs is going to be good with them passing the football more and if they are going to continue passing the football more. That's the real question. Um, and they're going to have to in order to continue winning. So um, we'll see what happens with Diggs. Uh, and then we have Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones. Marvin Jones has been kind of up and down. He's not really been bad, but he just can't really catch touchdowns in the yardage isn't there for him. Um, Galladay, probably a start against Minnesota if you have him. Um, and then I would sit the Hawk, and uh, and I wouldn't play Rudolph either. Uh, nothing you said I disagreed with. So. Okay, I was going to wait for you to disagree. Uh, Raiders at Packers. This is uh, another bad game. 46.5 point over under. Um, let's start off with the quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers and Derek Carr. Um, Rodgers, obvious must start. This is probably going to be a if, – if there's any week to start Rodgers, probably this week. Yeah, it, um, you he's kind of been up and down this year. Yeah, uh, he's really not matchup dependent anymore. Um, but it is a good matchup. Uh, it's funny every week. So we said to sit Rodgers pretty much every week this right. week, this year. But the two weeks we said to start him, he got twenty seven and twenty. Yeah. So I'd start him again this week. Yeah, start him against Raiders. start him against um the Raiders, Oakland. Bro. Yeah, I'm, I was trying to put together in my brain the word. Uh, Derek Carr is a sit. Oh yeah, <laughs> not even a, he probably shouldn't even be on your team. Um, Josh Jacobs against the Green Bay Packers defense. Um, uh, they've been pretty porous against the run this year, but um, they also will probably be losing in this game very early. Yeah, you're still obviously starting Josh Jacobs, but right, I am nervous if I own him. <laughs> um, and then Aaron Jones against uh, Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams against Oakland. Oakland has had they've given up the ninth least fantasy points to running backs this year, and I guarantee you in like three weeks that's going to completely change because <laughs> their run defense is not good. It's like yeah. it's not that great, and I don't understand. I think it's because I, I don't know. I don't know why they're they're ranked number nine right now. They don't have anything. I mean that guy Cleveland Farrell. I don't even know. is he still playing. <laughs> I don't. Uh, I think mean, so. he's been the one addition to their defensive line, and he's been relatively good. But like, yeah. 
I just don't understand how they're stopping the running game. Their whole team has been actually semi decent yeah. this year, which is surprising. But um, but I would say I would say start Aaron Jones. Now Jamal Williams is an interesting an interesting guy because <clears throat> if they're splitting reps, like right, right down the middle, yeah, like what's the difference between Aaron Jones and There's Jamal Williams? There shouldn't be much. So if you're gonna start Jones. The, the only difference to me is, is it going to be a complete, red zone opportunity. Well, that and is it going to be a complete split, or is it going to be like fifty-five, forty-five? After Jamal Williams, the, like after Aaron Jones fumbled on Monday night, they went like all Jamal Williams, and he had a really good game. So I don't like Jamal. I like I like Jamal Williams as a person, but I don't really like him as a football player. He's not a great running back. So it's like. Well, he played good last week. Yeah, he played good. La- well, that's that's going to be the excuse for Lafleur. He's going to be like, "Hey, so I, I would, I would against Oakland. I mean, if you're going to start Jones, start Williams, I guess." But wow, I probably wouldn't see that. It's so tough, though. Um, Adams is still a question on whether he comes back this week. Uh, I told you, turf toe holds you out for long periods of time apparently and not only does turf toe hold you out because this happened to aj green last year but it can also cause other foot injuries so if he does miss two three games due to this turf toe and then comes back like they're taking their time on it because they don't want it to re-injure yeah they got to be cautious but if he does re-injure it or get hurt again he's probably going to be shut down for the rest of the year foot injuries for wide receivers are so like annoying annoying and they're hard to come back from and it's just i don't know keep an eye on Devonte adams if he does play this week he's a go <laughs> not, oh, yeah. not even a question now there was a guy alan lazard <clears throat> who played on monday night football caught a touchdown he had like 100 yards receiving right something around some somewhere around that 80 to 100 yards receiving okay he's a wide receiver fifth wide receiver for the Green Bay Packers, Geronimo Allison and Marcus Valdez Scantling kept on getting injured and coming back in and going back and forth. So they had to; they were forced to pass it to Lazard. <laughs> now he wasn't on our waiver wire column, but <laughs> if if Devonte Adams misses time and one of Marcus Valdez Scantling or Geronimo Allison misses time against Oakland, are you interested in Lazard? Oh gosh, uh, probably not. Because Aaron Rodgers has glowing reviews for him. <laughs> Still so, probably like, not. Yeah. I'm all set with that. Um, and Jimmy Graham, I mean, I told you to start him last week, and uh, <clears throat> I'm sorry. But I would say that Jimmy Graham against the Raiders is not a bad start. Yeah. Would you disagree I'm not, with that? I'm not, a, I'm not really a fan of Jimmy Graham. Uh, and then, oh, I, I forgot to talk about this. The Walrus. Start him. Yep, that's fair. Uh, Rams at Falcons. It is a 52.5 point over under. Um, we got Jared Goff at Atlanta. So your initial thought is Atlanta. That's a good game, but it's at Atlanta. Oh, it's a road game. I'm not really a huge fan of that for Jared Goff. Also, it should be a good matchup. Atlanta has stunk this year against the pass. Atlanta's defense is not that good, but Jared Goff got me minus eight point or minus zero point. Eight, eight Do you points. have to start him against Atlanta? Lost me the game this past week. Yeah. I'm not starting Jared Goff. Okay. Uh, that sounds like a bitter it's Jared very Goff bitter. owner. I, I scored 150 as a fantasy points. Analyst, lost by three. As a fantasy, All Jared Goff had to do was score three points, and I would have won. As a, as a fantasy analyst, is this a, like, this is a startable matchup. 
I'm not starting. Okay, okay. all right. Um, I should probably give an opinion on Jared Goff, but I, I really don't want to have a sound bite. So there's that. Uh, it's not like he's been great this year either. No, he's been bad. I mean, it, at home at times he's been good. We told you to start even him when last he's, week because like, he was at home. But, even when he's been quote unquote good, right. he's getting 20 points. Like that's his like peak. Yeah. Um, I would say against Atlanta, you kind of have to just run with it and hope to God that he doesn't completely choke. But because it's going to be a game that they're going to have to. I mean, I don't even know. Their defense is so freaking good now. I, he might not. Uh, the, what's his name? Might not even play. Jalen Ramsey. Yeah. So I. That's so tough. I would say start. What's the What's the over under again? Fifty two uh, and a half. 52. Yeah, start him. Yeah, <laughs> I'll go with that. Uh, and then Matt Ryan is a start. Um, Devonta Freeman finally showed fantasy owners why they drafted him in the second round. He had 25 fantasy points yeah, last week. He's been playing he, better and better each week. He's been playing better and better each week. Um, Devonta Freeman against the Rams is a tough matchup. Is I, he, has he reached the point where he must start again, though? Like I'm not weeks? sure that I would. See, here's the problem. We're entering into bye weeks. And, like, the last couple weeks we've experienced some bye weeks. But this is, like, these these last week, this week, and next week are the biggest, like, chunks of bye weeks. Yeah. So... You're probably going to be forced to start Devonta Freeman if you have a running back on a bye. So you really don't have a choice. I think you're starting Freeman either way. I'm not really. I don't think he's going to have a crazy week because the Rams are. But a I mean, tough matchup. But the last two, the weeks, way he's played, the last two weeks. Last week, the week before last week, he had nine targets. Last week, right? He had eight. Exactly. So it's like, if this is going to be a shootout, Devonta Freeman's like, and he scored two two receiving touchdowns last week. So. Like, for him, this is not going to be a ground game situation. This is going to be him getting involved in the passing game against a team that's probably going to score a lot. And so it's like, if this is a shootout between Atlanta and Los Angeles, Devonta Freeman, I agree, he's a, he's a start. Yeah. Um, Todd Gurley might miss time for the second week in a row. Uh, Malcolm Brown was hurt on Sunday. I haven't heard any updates on him. But if he does miss time, it's time to fire up Daryl Henderson. <laughs> If everybody's the people, hurt. The people wanted it for so long during the offseason. And uh, and he ended up being like the fifth string running back. But he was actually not bad this week. He had 6.7 yards to carry on seven attempts, so it was seven for 39. So he did not have a bad week when he was given the opportunity. He split snaps with Malcolm Brown. And if he is the full-time starter next week, I think he's worth a start against Atlanta. Um, and he's the better pass-catching back between Brown um, and himself. So... I don't know if Gurley's going to start. If Gurley does start, he's an obvious play against Atlanta. But otherwise, if you have Malcolm Brown, you're safe to start him. And if you have Daryl Henderson and Malcolm Brown doesn't play, you're safe to start him as well. Um, is there anything else you wanted to say about that backfield? Because it seems like a cluster I, frick right now. Yeah, it, it kind of is. I really just want to stay away from it, to be honest. But if Malcolm Brown plays, it's whoever is starting start is going to yeah, have the week. But then it's like you'll you'll they'll say that and then. Sean McVay will use the other running back. Yeah, it's true. Um, Cooper Cup, Robert Woods, and Brandon Cooks, I feel like are all starts this week. And I know Brandon Cooks has had a bad yeah. season so, so far, but against... But he's had he's had two good games. Like, he's boom or bust. This could be a third good game for Brandon Cooks. Yeah, I, I agree. I think all wide receivers for the Rams are startable this week, and I also think Jared, Gerald Everett is startable. Um, Julio Jones... 
you have to start him. He's your uh, first overall pick. I mean, he's your first round pick, so you got to start him. Calvin Ridley, I would sit this week against yeah, uh, the agree. Rams. I would not start him. And then uh, Austin Hoop, there it is. Number one tight end fantasy, bro. Uh, you Are you nervous about playing oh, against, yeah. <laughs> against the Rams? I, I have Hunter Henry on my team, too, and I might start him this week over Hoover, but I haven't decided. All right, let's move on to the next game. Texans at Colts, 48-point over-under, I believe. Uh, and uh, Deshaun Watson, obvious start. Jacoby Brissett against Houston. I feel like this is going to be a high-scoring game, and... It is at home. But I don't really want to start Jacoby Brissett. Yeah, I don't really I'm, I'm not really a huge fan of that. So I would sit Brissett this week if you do have him. You probably don't. You Yeah, you probably don't. I was like, what? Uh, Carlos Hyde and Duke Johnson. Um, I would bench both of them if you have them against Houston. Okay. Is there anything else you want to add to that? Um, I'll probably talk about that a little later. Marlon Mack is back. After his bye week. So uh, if you have Marlon Mack, fire him up. Get him ready to go against Houston. It, it, I don't expect a massive game, but um, he'll have his opportunity. I think he'll be pretty solid, though. Um, Hopkins has been uh, so mad this year. It's been unbelievable. I am the proud owner of a DeAndre Hopkins share that I acquired this week. Yeah, while he was at its lowest. It scares the heck out of me because he's been absolute trash. But... He's still getting targeted like he 10 is. times a game. So I like at th- 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 at some point, this is a good offense. At some point, DeAndre Hopkins is going to be DeAndre yeah. Hopkins. So uh, start him against uh, Indianapolis. Are you starting Will Fuller? Uh, no. Okay. Uh, and then T.Y. Hilton, um, he's back. Do you start him against Houston? Uh, yes. Okay. <laughs> he had the look. Um, and then no Ebron. Stay away from Ebron. Uh, the Colts have given up a lot of fantasy points to tight ends, opposing tight ends. I think they're the number two. Oh, that's interesting. Interesting. But so they've had Darren Fells, Jordan Atkins, and Jordan Thomas all score fantasy points this yeah, year at the tight end position. Of... Darren Fells and Jordan Atkins. I think been, Darren Fells has been probably the better. Yeah. Both of them have been better than uh, Thomas, but... I, I I was tempted. I'm like, which one do you choose? Yeah, that's if the you're problem. Gonna... Yeah. So I I really wouldn't start either one of them. Uh, 49ers at Redskins, 41 and a half point over under. Um, it, this is another bad game. <laughs> NFL, you've completely failed us. Uh, Jimmy Garoppolo against Washington is a start. Uh, you you have to yeah. start him this week. Um, and Case Keenum has been so mad. It's unbelievable. <laughs> He's actually 1,136 yards. Yeah, numbers, and numbers four wise, he's been okay, but he uh, not against San Fran this week. Yeah, for San Fran, one of the best pass defenses in the <laughs> NFL. I'd probably sit all options for the uh, passing game for the Washington Redskins. Yeah, I'm not starting any. I'm not even starting Peterson either. Um, There's not a single guy on the Redskins. I'm is starting. there a guy in the receiving core of San Francisco while we're here that you would probably like not to start this <laughs> probably, probably not. Probably not. Um, Dante Pent- Dante Pentis. Dante Pettis has ascended back into the uh, the number one wide receiver role or number two wide receiver role, whatever you want to say. Um, he's getting more targets. He's getting more of the snap share. This is not a week you start him. This is a week you like wait and see. Wait and see. This might also be a Saturday. Pick him up, stick him on your team, and then if he has a big week, you beat the uh, you beat the waiver budget yes, yeah. audience. So that might be a situation that you can, if you have the roster space, you might be able to pick up Dante Pettis. Now, for do this you week. start 
when with a good matchup, do you start Coleman and Bereda? Do you start one of those guys? Um, Bereda is a the San, the San Francisco run <laughs> offense so has good. been so good this year. Um, I don't mind starting either of them, and against Washington specifically. If there's a week that you're going to start both of them, it would be this week. Burita is not a guy that you like. There are going to be people who are going to start him, expecting him to be like this big running back, like he was. Like he's not. Yeah. Just he's he's a low end RB two at best. Tevin Coleman is the guy in this offense. He's going to get the red zone shares. He's going to. I mean, he he literally a lot of people dropped him. And if you got him off the waiver wire, you got an absolute steal because yeah. Tevin Coleman is the starting. He's going to get more than fifty five percent of the work. And I feel like he's a great option to have. You start both of them, I would say. Okay, I um, agree. And then George Kittle is a must-start, and don't start any tight ends for Washington. Uh, let's move on to Cardinals at Giants, 49.5 point over under. Have we reached the 4 o'clock games yet? Uh, no, this is the last 1 o'clock game. Dang it. Cardinals <laughs> at Giants. This is probably one of the worst games of the week. Oh, yeah, this now, is so bad. We don't talk about defenses, but I had the epiphany this week. Of like, this is going to be the lowest scoring game. Arizona might score a lot of yeah, points. Yeah, Arizona might score. Some uh, they're points. not as bad as I think I, they are. Arizona, yeah, they they might go three and three after this week. I three three and see, one. See, the funny thing is, is that so I would start. I would start. Just agree or disagree with this. I would start Kyler Murray against agree. the Giants. I would start Daniel Jones against <sighs> Arizona. Disagree. Better options against Arizona. Though he hasn't been good this year. Other than the one game against six the, picks, other than Good the one God. game against the Buccaneers, yeah. maybe maybe these haters were right. Uh, I would start David Johnson, and then uh, if Barkley does return this week, which it obvious. looks like he's going to, it, he's an obvious start. Um, if David Johnson can't go again, Edmonds is a must start. Um, or he did, he went last week. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he's been playing. I, Edmonds, I, for six, Ed, I told you, I thought he didn't play. Edmonds has been playing with David Johnson and he's and still play, yeah, performing. playing well. Um, so I would start both of them. And then uh, what would you? Would, what are you going to do with Larry Fitzgerald at this point? Do you want to play him this week? Or yeah, he's still he he's still a start, okay. especially with yeah. Christian Kirk missing another yeah, potential week. I agree. Um, and then Golden Tate. Um, I don't think Sterling Shepard's going to play this week. No, Tate um, might be a start. Uh, with the good matchup. Tate, I would start Tate like, and Ingram. Yeah. I don't think Daniel Jones is going to have a bad week, I should clarify. <laughs> I just think there's... Because it is a good matchup and it's at home, but I just think there's better options out there. Yeah. Um, let's move on to the Chargers at the Titans. 40 point over under at 4 o'clock. Uh, we have Rivers. We have Mariota. Not Mariota anymore. Ryan Tan, my It's going to be Tannehill, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll take that into consideration. Philip Rivers, that's it's so surprising to see. I mean, has he turned the has Mario to turn the ball over? No, he hasn't. In other actually. in other not ways, really. like fumbling it or no. making poor decisions. The numbers are not like you just see those numbers in, in his I'm completion like, wow. percentage, and you're like, oh, that's not bad. But like, it's because he all he throws is like five yards. Great oh, passes. Right. He yeah. doesn't. Um, so Rivers has uh, almost seventeen hundred yards, nine touchdowns, six interceptions. He's been uh, yeah. good this year, but. The Chargers' offense has been putrid the last three or four weeks. Yeah. Um, against Tennessee, I'm not starting Rivers. Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler, who I'll talk about later, I'm nervous about okay. either one of those guys against Tennessee. Keenan Allen has been bad the last three He's weeks. Had three and straight weeks with like four points. Like you can't sit him. What about but, Hunter Henry, baby? After the, the 26 fantasy point week. Against Tennessee? Sit him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, on the other side of it, Derrick Henry's going to get his opportunity against Los Angeles, so you start him. Um, 
I've talked about... See, I disagree with you a little bit. You think uh, that Ryan Tannehill... Well, actually, wait a minute. You Do you believe that Ryan Tannehill boosts the value of Corey Davis? I think he Brown? can. Okay. I agree with you, and I'll say that he will probably oh, okay. do that. Um, but we'll see. we have to see him in a full game. He is a yeah. better passer than Mariota. Yeah. Um, so he's, it's not like a massive upgrade, no, it's not, but he's going to pass it more and he has, it's, it's better f- than going yeah. from Mariota to Blaine. Gabbard. And he's shown like connection with Corey Davis and AJ right. Brown. So, um, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens with that, but it's been a pretty even spread between the wide receivers this year. Um, I wouldn't start any of them against the chargers though. Uh, and then Delaney Walker who has a decent start against the chargers, um, so uh, you can fire him up if you want. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Saints at Bears, 38 point over under. This is, is the low, I believe this is the lowest point total of the week. Um, Bridgewater, Trubisky. Trubisky, I believe, is back. I believe he's back. Okay. Um, I He's probably not anywhere near your fantasy team. He blows. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Teddy Bridgewater is a sit. Uh, Kamara might play. Um, and he's an obvious start. Latavius Murray against Chicago is so tough. I if if Kamara doesn't play, I would. St- I know it's a tough matchup, but I would still start Latavius Murray. Okay. Yeah, I don't know if I would. Okay. I feel like I would, but I don't. I'm, I don't know. Just because I think they would. U- he would. He'd be forced to get used so much yeah. in the game. So Monty has been uh, against Chicago. Uh, I mean, against uh, New Orleans, who has been a very good rush defense this year. I would say David Montgomery is a no go. Yeah, he's probably um, just to sit until he does. Yeah, something. until he does something. Um, there are a. <laughs> if you want to believe reports, there are rumors floating around that the uh, the Bears quote figured it out with their running game. Oh so. boy. Ooh. Yeah, we'll see what happens with that. Uh, Michael Thomas. Uh, <laughs> He's been good no matter what quarterback he's, he's been had. Fantastic. Really. So just yeah, just start him. Hold your breath and start him. Um, don't start Cook. Uh, and then Robinson has been so hit or miss. Yeah. And it's like he's so talented. If he had a quarterback, he, he would is. just be very good. And um, Mitch Trubisky's just not that. Imagine Allen Robinson with like Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> Oh, yeah, it'd be nice. It'd be it'd be pretty good, but he has Mitch Trubisky. Um, I would not start him this week against okay. against New Orleans. I'm sorry, I keep saying Chicago. Um, and then uh, Trey Burton is rumored to be back this week. Um, is that something that? Uh, no, you I'm not touching. <laughs> not touching him with the 50 foot pole. At least not until he plays. All right, plays let's well. talk about let's talk about the Ravens at the Seahawks. 49 and a half a point over under. So this is going to be. I think it's actually they might score over that 49 and a half point over oh, under. okay um just because this is these are the two best fantasy quarterbacks they are but they're also two decent defenses too so yeah that's, that's true um i would start lamar jackson i'd start russell wilson because yep, you have to you have to um mark ingram i believe would be a good play this week but it's you still gotta start yeah, you still gotta start him but it's gonna be tough um and then uh, Chris Carson, yeah, I would start. Rashad Penny has been struggling with injuries. Yeah. When he's been on the field, he's gotten like eight to nine touches a game. Yeah, he has gotten a few And touches. so it's like he's getting involved. But the more he's like out and not playing, the more Chris Carson just dominates. dominates. Yeah. And, and so Rashad Penny he doesn't have any, like this year, doesn't have any shot at the starting job. Right. Um, Tyler Lockett. Are you starting him against Baltimore? I think you do start Lockett. He okay. had a bad week this past week, but he's been pretty good overall. 
Um, and then Marquise Brown has been on the injury report. I don't believe he practiced Wednesday. Um, so would you start him this week? He's kind of been the rookie receiver, like yeah. roller coaster. I probably wouldn't start him okay. just because, like you, you just said, he's kind of been a roller coaster. Uh, Luke Wilson is the starting tight end for uh, Seattle, replacing <laughs> Will Disley. I don't believe that Luke Wilson is going to do Will Disley things. No. Uh, I would start Mark Andrews this week because you have to. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, Eagles at Cowboys, 49 point over under. It's the last, second to last game of the week, Sunday night football. Uh, you have Carson Wentz going up against Dallas. I'd start him, probably. Would you? Yes, start him? I would, yeah. Um, Dak Prescott going up against Philly. We'll talk about later, but I would start him as well. Okay. Um, Jordan Howard going up against the Dallas Cowboys defense. They have actually given up the 23rd least amount of fantasy points to running back so far this year. So it's a good matchup for Jordan Howard and Miles Sanders. I don't know that I would start Miles Sanders, but I would start Jordan Howard this week if you do have him. Um, And then as far as Ezekiel Elliott, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. What? I just wanted to put this in here. Last week, his his uh, total, I think it was, somebody released a metric and said his total uh, snap percentage has increased in the last two weeks, 156, 156%. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. He's getting like, so I think, 90-something percent of that's the insane. Yeah, snaps. Um, that is that is Zeke. Uh, Mike, we talked about the wide receiver situation a little bit for Dallas. Michael Gallup and Randall Cobb are probably going to be the two main features. The only reason why I would say I would start Michael Gallup or Randall Cobb, especially if Randall Cobb is back, is because they're facing Philadelphia's poorest secondary. Yeah, And so I would be okay with starting those two this week if you need a wide receiver because somebody's on a bye. Um and then what about Jeffrey and Deshaun? Deshaun Jackson is still on, not yeah, practiced. I'm, <laughs> I'm, As of today, you're listening to this podcast in the morning and practices haven't happened on Thursday yet. Deshaun Jackson has not practiced yet. Yeah. So it's Alshon Jeffrey. I, I would start Jeffrey, especially if Jackson okay. doesn't play, but that's about it. Is this, a, is this a comeback game for Zach Ertz? Could be. Okay. Could be. I think it will, actually. And then you have Jason Witten, who's the everlasting... <sighs> Mr. Eight points a game off yeah. one touchdown and two catches for twenty yards. He'll do it every week too. Freaking unbelievable! I would not. I would. It's against Philly. Let's get it. Okay. <laughs> Maybe he's a good streaming option. Then the final game of the week: Patriots Jets, Jets forty two and a half point over under. Sony Michelle. Ha- I mean, uh, whew, I'll start off by talking about the quarterbacks. I jumped right into Sony. Okay. Um, Darnold against the Patriots is a sit. Yeah, who I loved Sam Darnold. Brady Especially against the forward, Jets is concerning. Yeah, that is very This concerning. is it. I'm telling you right now. Now, I know Tom Brady has good games on night games. He usually has good fantasy yeah. games in night games. I think, Tom Brady, this is the week that we finally see bad fantasy quarterback Tom Brady. Okay. And we've been it's been like sneaking its way up to the to the to the fantasy owners of Tom Brady who keep starting him week after week. And last week was gonna be the week yeah, until Tom Brady punched it in for a rushing touchdown or twice. Poultry right. touchdowns away. So and he had twenty one fantasy points. So he was having a very well, bad. Well in week day. four against the Bills, he had three fantasy points. Um but people think right now that he's still good and against the Jets he might be a good matchup. I feel like Brady's finally gonna get back to I don't think he's gonna Brady have fantasy. an awful game. I'm talking like ten to fifteen <clears throat> points. I could see like fifteen this week. So this is, I would me, say Brady. I'd find somebody else and sit Brady. I think this, this is week. gonna be a 
low scoring game. I think it's similar to the Patriots Bills game. Yeah. Um, but I think so. I'm not like crazy high about anyone yeah. on either team this week, to be honest. Michelle not against the Jets. I'll talk about it later. Okay, Lev, Lev Bell is a start. He has to, yeah. But don't like expect don't a week where he gets a lot. he gets like forty yards rushing and f- like five or six catches for like forty yards. Now against the Jets, I don't think Josh Gordon is a bad play if he does play. But um, I'm probably not starting. I don't Josh think Gordon. it's a great play. Yeah, the only guy I'm starting right now is probably Julian Edelman. Yeah, I would agree with that. Um, and then you have Jamison Crowder, Robbie Anderson. This is their last hard matchup, probably of the season. Yeah, <laughs> uh, we have the, have the Patriots played the Jets already this year. They ha- they have. Okay, all right. Yeah, they so this will be Luke one of their Hulk Patriots. This, the Jets. This is this will be one of their last um, bad games of the season. Um, I don't really know what to expect from Crowder or Robbie Anderson. I like both those guys, but not this yeah, week. Yeah, not this week against the, the Patriots D. Um, and there's no tight ends on either team. I don't know if Herndon's going to play, but he's not worth a start if that's the yeah. case. Um, that'll do it for our weekly matchup breakdown. Let's move into our starts and sits of the week really quickly because we've run out of time. We had to do extra matchups today because we ran out of time on our last podcast. Yep. Uh, so I'll do my start and I'll do my starts of the week at quarterback and my sit of the week at quarterback. So Dak Prescott against Philadelphia. Okay. They've given up a lot of fantasy points to quarterbacks. Um, they have been over the last two, three, four weeks very porous, um, and they've lost a lot of members a lot of members of their secondary to injury. So I would start Dak. If there's any week Dak is going to be good. You these the, the next two games for Dak Prescott. He has Philly, bye week, Giants. <laughs> Philly and Giants, great matchups. The rest of the season is garbage. So uh, you're going to get, is, these are the last two weeks that I feel like Dak is a startable asset for your fantasy team. And a lot of people are going to be like, what are you talking about? Yeah, no, I... Yeah, that's fair. Uh, and so I'll, I'm going to start Dak against Philly. Um, Teddy Bridgewater against Chicago. This is the toughest, probably the toughest matchup he's going to face of his starting tenure. He's like one or two weeks away from from Drew Brees coming back. So uh, I would sit Bridgewater this week against Chicago just because of the difficult matchup. Yeah. Um, who are your starts at quarterback in your city? Uh, for me, I'm starting Josh Allen this week. He's playing the Miami Dolphins. Well, that's which, real easy. Yeah, which we know. They give up the number one most fantasy points. Yeah, I think, I think people, he's not only the start of the week, I think he's going to finish in the top three for fantasy quarterbacks. I think that might be a hot take, but. Okay. I think he's gonna this have, is the start of Josh he, Allen. He's going to have a ascension. monster week this week. Um, I hope I get that right. <laughs> uh, I think Philip Rivers is a sit this week. Okay. Um, he's just he's been so up and down this I was, week. But I was thinking about that. Too. He's still owned in a lot of leagues. He's still getting started in a lot of leagues. But just like the way he's played, especially the last two weeks, has not been good. And right. the Tennessee Titans, believe it or not, has been a pretty good defense this year. Um, they're always under the radar of having a actually a pretty solid defense. Who the Titans? Oh yeah, like every year they're like, oh, it's just the Titans. This year has been more recognized. Yeah, so they they do have a solid defense. Uh, so I'm not starting Philip Rivers this week. Okay, um, my start of the week at running back, Philip Lindsay slash oh Royce Freeman. Oh, so I, I was gonna give you credit. <laughs> so you know you want to know what you want to know what last uh, week. Philip Lindsay had 29 snaps and Royce Freeman had 38 snaps. So you can take your Philip Lindsay love and suck it. Okay. I don't like Philip Lindsay. Who would have thought? But anyway, 
Against Kansas City, I think Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman on Thursday Night Football are both good plays. Um, if you need a good flex, Royce Freeman is a good play. And then uh, the only reason why I say this is because Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman are basically getting, when you go back and you look at the first six weeks of the season, Philip Lindsay and Royce Freeman are basically getting the same amount of, like, they're getting the same amount of touches. So it's like, like yes, Philip Lindsay has had two bigger gains, but that's because he scored the touchdowns. Um, Royce Freeman, on the other hand, a lot of people would be like, well, he's getting, for Philip Lindsay, he's getting more red zone work. Royce Freeman has had red zone touches in every single game this year. So at some point, Royce Freeman will capitalize on those opportunities. Um, he's the better pass catcher of the two, but I feel like both of them are a great start this week, and I don't think either one of them you can look at and go, oh, this guy completely blows. So um, I would start both against Kansas City. And then my sit of the week at running back is Austin Eckler against Tana. Tennessee. 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 Uh, I would sit Eckler. Um, I might even sit Melvin Gordon. Oh, that's a hot Against pick. Tennessee. Uh, I don't like either running back in this situation, but I would sit. I don't. I didn't put him on the list, so I didn't take that. I would. I would consider it with Melvin Gordon. No, Austin Eckler is a sit this week. Okay. For me, the start of the week is actually Matt Parada. Um, for me at running back, not Tevin Coleman. No, it's not Tevin Coleman. Uh, Why? <clears throat> I'll do Matt Breda slash Tevin Coleman. Okay, good. Because right. I think <laughs> I was like, I was like, what I just said Matt Breda because he was the first Coleman? name. Yeah, I think both those guys are going to have monster weeks this week against Washington. I see the 49ers taking a lead early yep. and just you know playing 49ers football this year, which is defense and running the ball. Uh, so and the way the 49ers have ran the ball as a team this year has been fantastic. Right. And the Redskins rank 28th okay. against the run, so not good. And then for my sit. He's burned me, and even when he's done good, I haven't liked it. It's Sony Michelle. Um, Sony. Sony's my sit this week. He's just like last week, for example. I said to start him, and if you ignored the final drive of the game where he had like five carries for thirty yards, he would have had like seven fantasy points. Uh, he's just been consistently average all year. Yeah, and I think against the Jets. I think he's he's really only succeeded in times where it's been blowouts. Um, so this week against the Jets, I don't think it's going to be a major blowout. Yeah. So I don't see Sony doing much this week, even though he's okay. probably in your lineup. Um, let's move to our starts and sits for wide receivers. I'm going to say start of the week, Brandon Cooks. Hey, he has one of his boom games against Atlanta. Um, he is in Atlanta. So at Atlanta, I'm, I, that, that makes me slightly nervous. But... I do think it's going to be a good week for Brandon Cooks. Um, and then my sit of the week at wide receiver is disagreeing with you. Okay. It's DJ Chark. Yeah. So um, why? Tell me quickly. So We won't get into this too much. But. <clears throat> we won't get into it too much. I, give me one second. I have okay. a reasoning. I'll say, I gotta pull, I'll say I gotta my pull it start yes. of the week Stay yours and then I'll DJ I'll Chark. Now, I kind of know the reason. <laughs> it's like DJ Chark. I, I think I know why you're going to say he's... The sit of the week because I see a number in front of me. Yes. So for through the first seven weeks of the fantasy season, um, the Cincinnati Bengals have had given up the 29th yeah. most fantasy points to wide receivers, and they've played six straight weeks. So um, I feel like – so I can like I just make – I'll just make a counter to that. Okay. I think uh, – <laughs> I think it's because the Bengals have been getting killed so badly that teams don't even bother throwing the football. 
which is why also their pass defense hasn't been great either. In general, I think it's like 16th. Um, I mean, they've they lost by four to the Bills. They lost by a that lot was a to the Steelers. Control they lost game. by three to the Cardinals. That one I'll give you. They that lost was like by six to the Ravens. That was a controlled game. That's... Like a lot, other than the Cardinals game, they were all in hand the whole time. But does that tell you that, like, see, here's my other, here's my other point to that argument that okay. DJ, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, <laughs> but, but they're going to force feed the ball to Leonard Fournette in this game. I think they and will. And they're going to control it. They're going to control the pace of the game. I also look at it, looked at it like this too, where I think Gardner Minshew is going to have a bounce back week where he was very bad last week. And yeah. because of that, Shark was too. But other than last week, Chark has been very good this year mm-hmm. in all the games that Minshew's gotten, like, 17 to 20 points, and fantasy-wise. So I think Minshew's probably going to do that again this week. Take that as you will. I'll say sit him. Okay. He says start him. And we'll come back <laughs> to this and find out who, who uh, really won that. If Chark burns me this week, I'm done with you. Who's your sit? <laughs> Who's your sit at one? Uh, it's Allen Robinson. Uh, okay. I just think it's a tough matchup. He's going to go up against Marshawn Lattimore, and I know Trubisky's back, but yippee ki yippee ki um, My start of the week is at tight end is Zach Ertz against Dallas. I talked about him a little bit earlier. I feel like this is the game. Zach Ertz comes out, oh, wow. and he gets back to Zach Ertz-like play, and I could be okay. very wrong, but hey. Um, and then uh, my start of the week, TJ Hawkinson against Bro, why Minnesota. Why do you hate on my Hawk, dude? I don't hate on the Hawk. I just, the Hawk is average so far this <laughs> hey, year. Dude, he got down at the one-yard line this past <laughs> week. He almost scored. He's the king of dropping balls at the end zone, in <laughs> yeah. the end zone. He's got to uh, be, I think he's going to be very good next year. <laughs> oh, yeah, like next years year, to come, yeah. but this he's year. He's like yeah, a sneaky guy. Uh, he, he's going to get drafted. He's going to be on the drafted way too high list next year. <laughs> oh, yeah, probably. Um, but I'll sit TJ Hawkinson against Minnesota. Okay, my start is Darren Waller, actually, this week. That's your guy. Let's go, Waller. Uh, I think he's going to have a bounce-back week, and then... Well, he didn't play last week, so... Well, it, but the week before that, he had five fantasy points. <laughs> it's going to be la- a great bounce-back the last zero points. The last game he played, he didn't do good. Yeah, they lost. Uh, the game script was lost on that. Right, which is why I think people might panic and be like, yeah, yeah he's really not that, ag- that good, like, actually. They were, start- they, bl- they were, like, blowing out the, the Bears in, like, London. Yeah. London games are so weird. Uh, and then my sit is Jared Cook. People have been yep. getting high on him lately. He's had two straight weeks with double-digit fantasy points. He's back, baby. No, not this no, week. I'm not playing him. That'll do it. That'll do it for our starts and sits of the week. And that'll do it for our, our last podcast oh. for week seven. Wow. And then when we have another podcast, it's going to be week eight. It'll be just about week eight, yes. That's going to be crazy. That's crazy. Um Thanks for listening to the Fantasy Champions podcast. Don't forget to check out our website at thefantasychampions.com. Talk to you Tuesday where we recap week seven. Peace out. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.